Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song. Discipline and missed chances cost the addicts once more as Lincoln earned their first ever win at the Valley. Welcome to Charlton Live. Uh, hello everybody and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening, I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendes and uh, we'll be looking back at yesterday's 2-1 home defeat against the Imps uh, at the Valley. Uh, Alex Gill will be sent off uh, in the game as well. Joining me to have that conversation first up, Mr Nathan Muller, how are you doing Nath? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, first not game bad. back from holidays, uh, <laughs> like you never left. Oh well, that's what I mean. I think um, me and Tom bumped into a listener, Stephen Barnes, in the, in the Oak and I was saying, you know, hopefully we carry on the... Um, the winning streak, otherwise it looks like I'll have to sort of exile myself back over to the Caribbean, which looks like um, might be possible. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, they love you that, back. Well, yeah, I doubt that. But yeah, apart yeah. from that, mate, you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, happy to be here. Excellent stuff. And also joining us on this week's show is Mr. Tom William Hayden and Tom. All good, thank you. Yeah, good to yeah. have Nath back yesterday. Saw, saw his white bits, which was nice. 
Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Good day all round. He quite proudly, game. doesn't he? That's actually yeah. that's, that's a true story as well. Though, oh, God. Good, good Lord. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, I don't think we've got time for it, thankfully, right now. But I will ask you after. Um, so, on this week's show, as I said, we'll look back at that defeat against Lincoln. We've got the highlights uh, coming up shortly. Also got some uh, post-match reaction uh, from the gaffer, Johnny Jackson. I spoke to him after the game. Uh, we've got your reaction as well. We've got some fans bar uh, reviews of the game as well as some tweets and emails if we have time we'll look ahead to Tuesday's trip uh, to AFC Wimbledon as well but I mean just before we hear the highlights then Nath um, it's a funny old game yesterday it was like if you're a neutral I think it was actually a really entertaining game like it started off quite open um, obviously you know we hit the bar we, we had a you know that, that was probably the best chance before you know Lincoln scored way too easy of a goal then the stupidity of the red card for Gilby, and then after it, it was, feels like we're sort of coming back into it. Then they get a red card, and it's even, and we're making all these chances, but we picked off at the other end, and then obviously get one back and, and miss another chance to get onto level turns. But in the end, it's not enough. In the end, it's another frustrating day. Mm. Uh, yeah, what, what were your views on it overall? Yeah, you just sort of summed it up. It was a bit of a weird one, really. Um, yeah, I think we started quite well, quite positive. No, without doing too much, but I think overall, I think there was a, it was a game littered for, with unforced errors really on both sides. And as you say, defensively in front of goal, silly yellow cards, silly silly yellow cards, and um, I think towards the end of the game, you know, I was just so frustrated. You know, to, to me, it seemed like it just fizzled out and it started becoming those one of those games which we touched on Thursday about trying to make sure it doesn't end up as a game that. It just peters out and it, everyone's on the beach and you know and that sort of analogies, but that's the way it felt to me. Um, but yeah, there were positives there and there were frustrations in there. Um, but yeah, just a disappointing day really. Cause, you know, Lincoln didn't really do too much, um, but they took their chances and we didn't ultimately, and that's what wins your games. Mm, yeah, it, it was a frustration one, and, and we'll delve more into the the situation with Alex Gilby. But it was, it was almost certainly always going to go that way when. You know, we made all that build-up about having a laugh about the hundred yellow cards and making a, a bloody graphic for Twitter for it and, and everything as I did, and then that came back to bite us ten minutes later when he Gilby made exactly the same mistake. Yeah, it was um, yeah very poor from him, and he's obviously acknowledged that and admitted that today. Uh, that was pretty much the only thing, kind of to to say about the game, wasn't it? That hundred yellow card, which is is mental because obviously it it doesn't really matter, but. I think Nafe said it yesterday. It felt a bit like a pre-season game, uh, it, like in the crowd on the pitch. You know, we are literally playing for nothing um, uh, other than, I guess, pride and and contracts for next year for some of those players. But yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. I I was kind of not that fussed about going. Um, you know, it was pretty cold. Uh, there wasn't a lot. Uh, the actual game, I didn't think we we actually played that badly, but. Yeah, it was just uh, it just had the feel of a game that that had nothing really riding on it. I know they're kind of flirting with relegation, but you'd imagine they're they're enough points ahead now. So yeah, it was uh, it was just one of those days. Like I say, it was nice to go down, nice to have a few beers with Nathan and stuff. But the the game itself was just a, a little bit of a disappointment, sadly, and yeah. a kind of metaphor for the whole season, I guess. Yeah, just cannot wait for this season to be over. Right, well, let's relive yesterday uh, the highlights from Charlton TV of the defeat against Lincoln. Steve Brown was alongside your usual commentators, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Oh, the Whitaker goes down the Lincoln left-hand side, and there's an overload in the penalty area. Ball back across, a little back flick from Cullen. It's probably not what it needed. He may have had more time to do more with it, and Charlton escaped. Now, 
retreating to retain possession for Charlton. Finds Matthews, ball into Washington. Try to chest into Stockley, he does. And the shot, the instant shot, wide right of the post, but worth it. Has found Gilby on the right-hand side. It's a good ball as well. He's trying to take his man on. Gets the ball across for Stockley. Oh, the shot comes off the bar. Maybe a combination of the bar and post, but the real first opportunity for the Addicts to open the scoring. And the woodworkers saved the visitors. turn on Gilby. He's bringing him back. Still holding him. And that's a free kick. And that might, might well be a yellow card in his Charlton's 100th of the season. Be unaware that is such an unnecessary booking as well. Robson, that's a lovely pass to pick out Cullen, who's on the front foot. Farini out to the right to Whitaker in space, takes it on his left foot, and there's enough Charlton bodies, but still Whitaker has it and still and manages to score. Numerous Charlton challenges came in, they couldn't get the ball off Whitaker. He just kept going on his left foot, kept going, and managed to find the bottom right-hand corner and give Lincoln the lead after 32 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's an excellent finish in the end. You know, you'd ask questions. They had a man over on the right-hand side. Why they got inside on, you know, of Claire on our right-hand side, the left-hand side, which started the move. You know, he needs to be tucked in, protect the inside channel first, let it go outside. We weren't doing that. We were protecting outside, leaving the inside channel open. That allows the switch of play to Whitaker. And then we have three or four attempts to make, get tighter and block that. And we just don't ever get it right as a challenge there. I can understand that one there, because if you don't get that right, it's a penalty. But look, even that block there again, have we, have we done enough there to make a block as he gets his shot away? I'm not sure we Great challenge by Robson on Gilby, who drags him back, and Gilby is on a yellow card. And the Lincoln players are surrounding the referee. And we might well see another yellow card here, we do. Alex Gilby has been sent off for two yellow cards. Control 1-0 down, and now down to 10 men. Got to be careful what I say. I was going to say something, now I had to change it, but... It's a bit, bit brain dead, right? So the first one's unnecessary, like I said, completely unnecessary booking the first one. And the second one, you want to book in, so you pull his shirt back. And that, I'm afraid that's that's dead in the brain. You know you're getting booked for that, you know you're getting sent off. So you've actually let the supporters down there, you've let your teammates down there. You know, uh, curious one, because I'll never understand how a player comes to that decision when you're on a booking. And you know if you if you do the action that you've just produced is going to is going to give you another one. I'll never understand that. It's very rare in football as well, and there is a red card that you don't see any players really complaining. And I didn't see a single Charlton player or fan for that matter complain about that decision. Brownie right. trying to be a bit cuter with that, but there is the half-time whistle after 45 minutes. It's Charlton nil, Lincoln one. Step overs inside to Perrington in space. Inside the penalty area, Perrington with the cross towards the far post. Stockley with the header. Saved by Wright on the line. Charlton think it's over. I think Wright... <laughs> it didn't look over. No, we've got <laughs> good position here, but... we we'll to see that again, but... Wright on the line. I don't want to keep it went to deep behind his line, but I think his hands are in front. I don't think that was over. Maybe and touch intercepted. Capone to get there for Chaddy Khan and Whitaker with a horrendous challenge and the referee has got a decision here and that's a red card and it's 10 men v 10 men oh, I think that's the right decision yeah I agree actually Greg I think that's a terrible decision from Whitaker to go in like that it was a 50-50 but he just delayed his you know his challenge enough to allow Perrin to get there first and once Perrin gets there first it's the way he had that left foot the boot was raised so studs are showing just going to see another replay here from ground level. Oh, do you know what? I can see why he's given the red card. 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can see why he's give it, however. Ah, OK. Yeah, that's why I'm not paid to referee, I guess. I'm not, like, I can see why he's give that in real time, but when you slow it down, I'm not sure he, his foot... Goes down yeah. the line towards Matthews. It's slightly short, but it's not cut out by Robson, and Matthews has it for Charlton. Down the line to Washington. Washington with the cross. Look at what Stockland had Saved again by Wright. And Charlton have the corner. Yeah, but we're massively on the front foot, and the crowd sensing a massive momentum can Mount attack down the left-hand side. Scully cuts in on his right, takes the shot, and it's buried. And that's where the danger has come from most of the game. And it's come from Lico taking a gamble, trying to cut out the ball across. He didn't get there, and as a result, Robson had time and space to pick out Scully, who then cut in on his right foot and gives Lincoln a 2-0 lead. Yeah, against the runner play somewhat, you know, we've been on the front foot trying to find an equaliser. We've made some very good attacking substitutions and goes back to that old saying, if you're going to go for an interception, if you're going to go and try and win the ball and you don't get it, clean them out, give away the free kick. However, beyond that, we allow Scully to do what? Cut back on his right foot, which opens up the far corner. And we've seen that just far too many times this season from us defensively. It's still a wonderful finish. It's scraped the underside bar and gone into the far corner. But get out there quicker. Get him on the outside. Don't allow him to get back on that right foot. Two back nil. to Forster Kasky. Ball into the box. Stockley gets something on it. Headed off the line. And it'll be a Charlton corner. Yeah, it was headed off the line, but it was a comfortable and easy header off the line. Forster Kasky with the corner. Looking for Stockley, who's made it. Gets the header! And there's the goal! Has that given Charlton a lifeline? Stockley read the flight of the ball superbly. Met the cross with the header, and Charlton are back in it. <laughs> it's arguably ten times harder than the chance he had earlier in the game. That's a magnificent header from Stockley. Decent uh, set-piece delivery, outswinger. I think it was from Forster Kasky. And Stockley wriggles away from Jackson. He gets a little block off from Purrington, but that's enough. It's not, it's not you know, done on purpose. He just gets in his way, and that's enough to allow Stockley a free header. But it's a magnificent header in terms of power and direction. Game one for the last, what, three minutes and that's Stockley peels off. Forster Kaskado picks out Lee in edge of the penalty area. He finds Washington. Washington with a shot. Oh, just wide of the left-hand post. Charlton's so close to getting back on level terms. Into the box. Looking for Claire. Claire with the header up in the air. Sails over the bar. And that is the final action of the game. Charlton huffed and puffed after getting a goal back. Couldn't quite bring the team to sides level. There we go. Thanks uh, to the boys for the highlights of yesterday's uh, defeat. Uh, very busy highlights. A lot a lot happened uh, yesterday, Nath. Um I mean, what's the main talking point? Maybe the red card for Alex Gilbin. We'd already gone a goal behind, and, and, and we'll talk about the defending for that goal shortly. But, I mean, what is he doing? <laughs> come on, yeah. Alex. I mean, I know he's come out and apologised on, on social media, but actually, for me, I mean, that highlights how... Now, with, with the attention now on Alex Gilby, he has become a bit of a talking point because of what happened yesterday. And actually, a lot of people have said, you know, this season's not been good enough from Alex Gilby, and I think he'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, of course, and I agree. I think, you know, when Gilb signed, um, I was quite, you know, quite excited of what, you know, what he's done in up until the point when he joined. And it just seems, I don't know, that I'm expecting a lot more from him. And I know he, he had sort of had COVID at the beginning and he had that, good spell at the end when he was going beyond the strikers there were so many points yesterday where there was no one joining the forwards at all and it, it was so isolated up there sometimes but um yeah it, the, the yellow cards are stupid you know i can't 
you can't defend it. And yeah, Tom said that you know Gilbs has come out on Twitter and apologised, and you know it's not going to change it. But he's acknowledged it, and they, I think Jacko said it was naive. I could be wrong. I think that's what he said. But yeah, they're just silly. They're just, and especially is that they're exactly the same. And you talk about tactical tactical fouls. You can do those, but they're like they're not even sort of subtle. They're just blatant, and it just it just puts puts us under pressure unneedlessly. Um, and yeah, and then after that point, you know, the what you know, we're going to talk about the goal in a minute, which was poor. But and he just looking at the game, going, "Well, what are we going to do now?" Sort of thing. So yeah, disappointing. I think, as you say, a disappointing season from him. Um, I know it's been a bit stop and start, but yeah, I mean, I would expect a little bit more, but not just Gilbs. There's a lot of players that have not really performed um, as much as we probably think they should. But yeah, it's been a disappointing season for him, and he's not really done himself any favours there. But anyway, he's got Tuesday off, so <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to get out of watching Charlton or indeed playing for them, I guess. Um, the, the goal, then the opening goal, Tom. Morgan Whitaker. Uh, I mean, it all started really with with Sean Clare unable to to intercept or, or make the challenge, and uh, you know, very similar to what happened with Jonathan Leeko with a second goal, actually. But by the time it's worked over to the far side, onto our left hand side, I mean, he he had as 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 long as he wanted to dribble across the edge of the area before placing that shot into the bottom corner. I mean, uh, th- th- there must have been five players who could have stopped that. It was madness, wasn't it? And the longer it went on, as well, I thought. Obviously, I didn't want him to score for the other team, but I thought if he messes this up because he had so much time and space and then he takes around one player and then he almost loses it a second time and then tries to find space for a shot and can't. And I was like, I don't think he's going to pull this off. I think he's going to mess this up and obviously eventually score, but made it so much harder for himself than he had to. But yeah, you're right. It was just, uh, and I think you said it in the in the opening or, or maybe just off air before we came on, the, the defensive side of the game yesterday was was so disappointing um because we did create chances um stockley probably i would say should have scored a couple uh more than the one he did um but it was that defensive shape and i think we could three or four clean sheets in a row we'd certainly been a lot lot better defensively uh, and the personnel hasn't changed in that time as well so it was a puzzling one really because we, we just looked so exposed at that time there was another time think again in the first half where they played a ball inside Corey, that ball that we've seen so many times um, in recent weeks. So there were just little glimpses of kind of falling back into those defensive mistakes, if you like. Um, and so, again, it's going to be something for Jacko to, to try and iron out. I don't know if it was just laziness or lack of concentration. Um, but as I say, when he picked that ball up, I assumed he was going to score. Uh, he made it hard work, but obviously got there in the end. Uh, and when you're down to 10 men, like, like Nate's just been talking about with the Gilby sending off, it's then very hard to, to see a way back into that game, particularly given we're not really playing for anything. And, and obviously we did tr- almost get back in it at the end. But yeah, it was just a, a very disappointing goal to concede. Because mm. no, I mean, I, the, the rest of the first half, not a great deal happened actually. And we certainly didn't look like we were going to get back into it. But I actually felt at the start of the second period, we came out reasonably strongly, even when it was... 10 men against 11 you know we had that Stockley header that I was so baffled when I saw the replay and saw it was you know not even anywhere near over the line it was cleared off the line uh, because when I was in my seat in the west in the west end in the gantry it looked like it was miles over the line it's just a weird sort of trick of the light with the goalkeeper almost sort of stooping behind his goal line but we I felt like we were starting to grow back into it and then obviously the red card for Morgan Whitaker. you know I felt I actually again on second viewing possibly slightly harsh but um 
you know, then you think, right, we've got a chance here. And it's not like we weren't getting forward, Nave. That, that, was, that, that was the thing that I found, you know, frustrations run high at full time because we've got beat. Again, you know, I was disappointed. But in, until that second goal went in, I generally thought, right, we're, we're on to this. I reckon we're going to get back into this game. Yeah, and like you say, we started a little bit brightly in the in the second half at the start of that. But I think, um, I mean, the way that Lincoln set up, you can tell by the opening sort of elements of the game. First half, they came to sit and try and catch us on the break a lot. Um, they tried to put two on Dobbo uh, throughout the first half, and and in some what they could they couldn't really handle us, and so it went to a point where they were just saying, "Well, you can have it, and we'll try and let you play in front of us because we know you're not gonna." really do much if you're playing in front of us we're not what a team sort of cut teams open we rely on sort of our width and with Corey and crosses into the box and uh, wash it and run the channel so yeah it, was, it is a difficult one because yeah after the game you are naturally disappointed none of us like to lose but I think it, like we said earlier it was a combination of both the sloppy sort of mistakes that we were making you know the disappointing sending off and and that you know the good amount of chances that we did create I mean wash it and had a couple as well so but yeah, it was a disappointing day, but it's just a, it's just one of those games, you know, if you lose a game and you get absolutely played off the park, which, you know, there are games, I think the MK Don's game was one and there's a couple couple of other ones. You sit there and go, well, we just wasn't good enough. But when you actually do some good parts in the game and think you should score, and then you still end up coming off second best against a team that was quite poor, to be fair, in Lincoln. Um, obviously, it just riles you up that little bit more and the frustrations come out and... Um, and then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna gonna be naturally disappointed. Yeah, especially when they got that that second goal. You know, Jonathan Leco put on uh, off the bench and uh, well unable to to make the challenge. You know, I think you can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to step in and win the ball and get Charlton on the counter, but he's mistimed it. Left left us horribly open. And, and again, uh, we've seen a player cutting onto his right foot and curling to the top corner. This time in in Anthony Scully. Uh, Tom, but again, you know, it, it just goes to show that yesterday their their finishes were bang on, whereas ours were were absolutely not. Yeah, well, you look at the the expected goals that I think you posted, like it was there. The the game, you know, if it goes as as, as expected, like obviously the the phrase says, then we win that game. Uh, I think what two three maybe, um, but it was another sloppy mistake, as you say. Obviously, we're we're chasing the game by that point, so he's brought Lecker on to try and stretch their defence um, obviously it's been disappointing since he's come back in general but yeah it gives the ball away I think the the attacker still had quite a lot to do it was a it was a tight angle and it was a decent finish um, but again just sloppy from our part because when we give the ball away the, the, you know they're a long way from our goal um, and at that point I think we were probably 10 apiece weren't we I, probably so yeah, just uh, frustrating, and then and then as you say, it goes two nil, and and by that point, you know, I'd assumed we had no chance of getting back in the game. I know we did get that late goal, but it, again, just kind of summed up the the whole performance and the whole season. Really, it's just got that feel of it, unfortunately. And I think, as you said a little bit earlier, we're just all waiting for this season to end now. But there is the formality of playing out these games, unfortunately. Um, and for somebody like Jonathan Lecco, who knows, come on loan, uh, tried to kind of kickstart his his career again, uh, having not done a lot at Birmingham. You know, that's the sort of performance where probably Jacko's looking at it and thinking, "I can't wait to send you back there." To be honest, but he's the sort of player that you might be looking at and thinking, "Right, if he does come on, change the game, get us back in it, maybe that's someone that the Jacko's then thinking, okay, maybe maybe you're worth another go next year." So there are players like that that you expect a little bit more from, but. Um, 
yeah, just uh, a, a, another disappointing defensive uh, error to to concede that goal. As I say, the striker still had a lot to do, but yeah, you then find yourself two 0 down, um, and it, yeah, it just becomes very tough from that point on, doesn't it? Mm. And, and obviously, we did see Jaden get that one back, but I mean, we have to talk about the, the litany of missed chances yesterday. Nathan, um, you know, Jaden hitting the crossbar from close in. It was, it's sort of a, a reaction one where it hit his fire and went onto the bar. But there, you know, there's chances for Connor in that second half, you know, and similar to, to last week. That over the course of the season, I mean, he's got ten goals already this season. You expect him to 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 have had at least one or two from what you've seen. I mean, is this a dry patch? Is this just what Connor Washington is about? He he goes through hot and hot and cold spells, and and with Jaden himself, you know, there was a header that where the keeper made a decent save. Will he feel we could have put it to either side of the of the goalkeeper like he eventually did for the for the one that went in? But those, those two between them, even though Jaden's got two goals in two games, I think they both feel very disappointed with with their return over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, of course they will. I think, um, and yeah, in terms of. You know, Connor Washington's chances yesterday, then, yeah, he'll be disappointed. He obviously come out and said that he wants to try and, you know, try and score as many goals as he can. But we've got, to, it's difficult sometimes when it happens, but we need to try and remember when it, with strikers at this level, if they were banging them in left, left right and centre, they probably wouldn't be playing in League One. But he's a good he, he's a good finisher and he's had a bad couple of weeks and I said on Thursday it's a, sometimes it is about getting in the right positions which we did in Doncaster but we weren't ruthless enough um, unless he's going to be disappointed himself and he just you know he's still what one in three for us isn't he I think with his record what he's played for us but yeah he'll be disappointed and there was chances that he should be taken especially when you know he's it seems like he's taking more difficult chances, like the one against Burton, where he's you know chipping the keeper, and I think there was another goal like that. Um, and we just need to that little bit of more, be a little bit more clinical in the final third. But just frustrating, really, because you're just sitting there waiting for it to hit the back of the net, and it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, it just seems like it's one of those days. But it, the, the key for Connor is, you know, I know it's cliche, you just got to keep working hard, and it will turn. Because you know he's not a, not a poor player, so but yeah, hopefully it will turn for him. And who knows, he might bang an hat trick on Tuesday. Who knows? But um, yeah, it was disappointing because we, I think we all know how good and um, what he brings to the side as well as scoring. Mm, yeah, one one positive yesterday, obviously Tom was was, was to have Jake Forsykowski back on the pitch. You know, he injured himself in the Lincoln game uh, last season, which was the penultimate game of the season. Done his ACL. He's, he's had those minutes, twenty threes, and and he's come on. Uh, sort of last quarter or so of the game, and and he he looked all right actually. He obviously has supplied the, uh, the the cross in for for Jaden Stockley's uh, goal to 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 pull us back into the game, and you know that will be a positive. And I, you'll hear what Jacko says when I ask him. But I guess now it's it, it's about whether he's going to earn a new contract at the club, whether he's got that ability to to show that he's not he's not suffering still from the injuries, and you know whether whether he wants to be part of it here as well. I guess. Definitely, yeah, and we've had that discussion about a few of the uh, the injury prone players, haven't we? Like the likes of Ryan Innes and, and and people like that. I think Jake has probably got a little bit more uh, rapport with the Charlton fans. He's obviously been here a little bit longer. I think perhaps we would be slightly more uh, keen to give him a deal. Um, and I think what he can bring to the team when he's fit. You know, I don't know how many others in the team can necessarily do that with his range of passing and his work rate from the middle. So, particularly when you've got the likes of Gilby, who, who as we spoke about earlier, maybe not looking so great at the moment. Um, so it was fantastic to see him back, obviously. 
Uh, I wasn't expecting much from him. I thought, well, let's just get some some minutes in legs was kind of what I was expecting. But you're right, he did get on the ball a few times. A couple of corners, obviously, including that goal. Um, And yeah, it's just a a joy to have him back. I think that midfield throughout this season has needed a little bit of kind of pressure on some of those players. Um, And, you know, Albie Morgan has come in and then dropped out. And there's been other players that have done similar. Elliot Lee's had long spells in the team and then long spells out. Uh, and he's another one that we can throw into the mix. And I think injuries aside, he's a, a very reliable player in there. Um, sort of 7 out of 10 every game. I can't think of him particularly having many bad games. Whereas I think some of those others, the likes of Gilby, uh, Elliot Lee, Albie Morgan, um, they can sometimes go missing in games and then sometimes be very, very good. Uh, whereas I think with him, you just get that consistency. So, yeah, if it was up to me, I'd be making sure he's here for another year. Obviously, we hope he can stay fit um, because I think he could be a big player for us. Uh, was uh, the the last time we got out of this division. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that he's over the worst of it now and, and, yeah, can have a good little run towards the end of the season. Right, well, let's hear what Johnny Jackson made of uh, yesterday's defeat against Lincoln City. Uh, I asked him for his thoughts on the performance against the Uh don't really know how we've lost it. To be honest, I thought we uh, created enough chances to... At least got a draw from the game, probably probably more to be honest. But defeat it is. Uh, disappointed with the two goals, um, and disappointed that we haven't taken the chances that we that we created. So uh, game sort of deciding in both boxes really, and we've come out the other side, uh, the wrong side of it. You don't want that to become a running thing. Obviously, after last week, and there was a lot of chances being missed as well. Oh, of course, yeah. We got we got away with it last week. Um, this week we haven't got away with it. So. You know, clearly it's 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 something that we uh, we need to address and that we need to work on, and, and we are. Um, you know, uh, positive is that we're creating, we're creating those chances, uh, and it will come together. There'll be a day where we score a hat for, but um, it's not happening. We're sort of scoring the odd one, uh, so we need to yeah for the for the for the amount that we're creating and the, how we're moving the ball and getting into situations from box to box. We. You know, Payoff needs to be more. We need to be scoring more goals. Well, what do you think, in, in particular, the front two? I mean, they've, they've had good seasons, haven't they? But the last couple of games, they just don't seem to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, but they're getting the chances. They're putting themselves in the position to miss. And um, as, a, as a forward, you go through those little spells where you, you have leaner ones and, and you have spells where you're hot, but you have to keep getting in those positions. Keep trusting yourself, trusting your runs, trusting your teammates to find you, which they are. Uh, and then obviously you've got to put put the finishing touches on it. So yeah, we just keep encouraging them to get in those positions, and it will come. The goals will come. See, so the last thing you needed after going a goal down was uh, the two yellow cards for Alex Gilby. What, what did you think of that? I guess some fans were a bit frustrated with this, especially the manner of the second one. Yeah, I think it's a bit naive from Gilbs there. Um, obviously, got booked for, for for pulling the guy back for the first one. It was almost uh, identical. So. Um, you're hoping that he might he might get away with it. The ref might show a little bit of leniency, but he's been consistent. I think can't really argue with the decision. Um, I think Gills would be disappointed with himself there. I think he just needs to be a bit cuter in that moment. And the, the, the manner of the first goal as well, I felt like they, they could, there was a number of chances where they could have got and, and blocked Whitaker before he got his shot away. Yeah, I felt I felt we could have been a bit stronger in in the tackle there in in the in the challenge a couple of times, two or three times there opportunities um, to clear the ball. Uh, he was a little bit tentative, maybe, because it was in the penalty box and didn't want to give away a penalty. But I think in that moment, you have to be stronger uh, defending your own penalty box and 
it wasn't just one. I think there was a couple of opportunities there that we didn't deal with it. So, uh, that, like I said, I was disappointed with both goals. What did you make of uh, Whitaker's challenge that, that led to the red card? It, I mean, it, I've, I've only seen it in real time. It's, it did seem a bit reckless that, that it'd gone in sort of maybe over the top of the ball. I haven't seen it slowed down or... Um, or a replay of it. Uh, just my gut instinct was that it was that it was a bit uh, a bit dangerous, but I haven't seen it back. Um, as Charlton was sort of pushing for that leveller at one 0 there was a, a cross towards the far side, and, and Jaden headed. I don't know if you've seen that one back from where I was. It looked like there was a, a reasonable chance it might have crossed the line. It was impossible from where I was to see it. Uh, I haven't seen replay. I guess you guys would would have a better idea than me. I think it's, it's if the line if the linesman you know he can't guess at it. He has to be 100% certain, and then uh, I'm not going to argue with it. Uh, I don't think it was an obvious goal. Even if it if it did go over the line, it would have been very, very marginal. So um, difficult to be really critical of the uh, of the uh, officials in that moment. You only really know in them instances if you've got the technology, don't you, that they've got in the Premier League. So yeah, maybe that one didn't go our way, but I, I don't really know if it was a goal or not. I see one positive today. Great to see Jake. Back on the pitch after after so long out, really pleased. Yeah, pleased to have him back. Uh, delighted for the boy. He's been he's been for a tough time. He's put the graft in to get back, and uh, you know, it wasn't a sentimental decision to bring him on. I brought him on the pitch because I know what he can do, and I've seen what he's done <coughs> in the under twenty threes games and uh, and in training, uh, and he's looked good. So I knew that he would be, bring a sort of a level of calmness and experience that I felt. We needed at that stage of the game, and I think he'd done that. I think he got on the ball. I think he picked out some good passes, uh, which we know he can do with his left foot. Puts a great delivery in for for Stockley's goal. So uh, pleased to have him back, and obviously, it's, you know, pleased that it's another option for me in midfield. Does he sort of go into the same boat as everyone else now? Is now his chance to try and play himself into a, into a new contract, the same as everyone else? Yeah, yeah. Jake's been out a long time. He just wants to play football, and he wants to show that, that what he can do and. Uh, you know he's well thought of here. The fans uh, love him, and uh, I think he, he he reciprocates that. He loves the club, so um, you know he's someone that we're looking at. And you know if he can prove that he that he's over his injuries, which he which he seems to seems to be doing uh, day in day out on the training pitch, and obviously now evolved back back with the team, then it's brilliant. And uh, and, f- and for me, like I know what he can do at this level, so um, it's great to have that option again. Obviously, we we weren't in the race, but today is the day we officially are out of the of the playoff race. Does I think the fact it comes six games from the end of the season show how much work there is to do between now and next season? Yeah, I think so. It's been <clears throat> it's, it's it's disappointing season. You know, there's no getting away from it. We're at the, the wrong end of things. We want to be in that shake up, um, and it hasn't gone that way this year. But uh, you know, we, we we know how and where we need to improve, and uh, I think we've got a real sort of strong nucleus of, of players that are with us next year. Um, we can add the right types. Obviously, you know we we are behind, and we, there's some catching up to do. Um, but with the right sort of recruitment strategy and getting the right people in the building, I think we can bridge that gap. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live uh, on your Sunday evening. Louis Mendes, Tom Wallin and Nathan Muller looking back at yesterday's 2-1 defeat uh, against Lincoln City. We just heard there before the break from the Addicts boss, uh, Johnny Jackson. I mean, one one thing that I, I don't think surprised is is the phrase I use because you know it, it's it's been a trope that people have been asking questions about for a long time. But uh, yesterday, obviously, you know, it was a a differing situation with the fact that we we went down to ten. But I I mean, I, I had a tweet today from a guy called John saying, you know, why were we playing five at the back? Now, is it not a little bit? disingenuous to suggest we play five at the back considering we play three at the back with, with wing backs I, I, I know people like I, I'm not sure that tactically we were necessarily even wrong yesterday because we created so many chances and that I mean maybe there's been other games where the tactics haven't worked but yesterday you know as well as last week at Doncaster we, we, we last week at Doncaster our XG was the highest in League One by miles and we didn't didn't finish it yesterday we were second highest uh, but I think the team that had a higher one than us certainly scored at least two, and obviously we only scored one. It's not like we're not getting in positions to score goals. So I, I don't think that the question after yesterday was about the tactics. This is this is my thoughts on it. You know, that everyone's obviously entitled to their opinion. I'm not saying that people are wrong to to tweet in or anything like that with their opinion because I might be wrong on it. But the way I see it was yesterday we created so much. I don't think the formation was the issue, and 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 saying it was five at the back. You know, I've got the heat map in front of me. Uh, from yesterday's game and I've just highlighted uh, obviously this is a harder feature on radio than it would be on Twitter but I've highlighted on on, on the heat map where our two wing backs were Matthews and Blackett Taylor and their average possession of the ball was for for Matthews it was um, basically midway through the Lincoln half and and for Blackett Taylor it was as well including some of it in the penalty area and then I compared it just to see what their actual fullbacks were in a back four for Lincoln Norton Cuffey and Robson um, we're, we're easily inside their own half. So it's not like we were playing with five rigid defenders. So I don't think that's quite the thing that we need to be saying, Nave. But, you know, it's, Jack, Jacko must be fuming after yesterday when I think he'll feel that tactically he got that right because we created so many chances. Yeah, I think so as well. I think in terms of, obviously, you said the, uh, the heat map and it, if we look at the back at the patterns of play of the game, then it, it backs it up because we said we started well in the first half. We were more or less camped in there half the first part of the first half and, and the second half as well. So um, the only thing I can say is if on, on the 5-2-2, whatever formation it was that he didn't change it. The only thing that did surprise me is when Gilby went off was mm. 
with a with a trio in the middle. I can't remember the other guy that was playing for them in the middle, but you with a player of Liam Bridcut and Conor McGrandles, who are good players who dictate the tempo of the game. I was more concerned of them winning, you know, winning that midfield against a flat two of. Dobbo and uh, But Fraser. did that happen? I mean, no, again, exactly. you've called it a 5-2-2 two, two there and it's not a 5-2-2. Yeah. Two, two. It's a 3-4-2 three, three, two. Two yeah. with, so with three, the red card. Yeah, Yeah. so so 3-4-2 then we could call it. So it doesn't really matter what we call it. It's At the end of the day, it's how they... No, no formation is going to be rigid. So if, if you play a 5-3-2, it's never like... If you're the left back of that five, it's not like you don't go... Well, unless you're Ben Perrin sometimes and you don't go beyond the halfway line, then it is a flat flat five but we never really play like that so it's fluid but my main concern was having Dobbo and Fraser as two centrals and then you've got Conor McGrandles Liam Bridcutt and their one other buzzing around they were going to dictate the game but as you just said they didn't so that's what my concern was when Gilby got sent off so looking at that way yeah I don't think Jacko did do anything wrong in terms of that I was just surprised he didn't try and think well hang on a minute we don't want to get we're 1-0 down. We don't want it to get too far away of us so we couldn't try and get back in the game. But as you rightly say, they didn't They didn't dictate the game. They didn't you know, put us under too much pressure, really. It was just individual areas and we didn't defend those wider areas that in between our centre-backs and, and our right wing-back, if you were. But when you play that formation, that's where teams are going to go down and we're just not defending people coming in, hence the first goal. Mm. I mean, so we're going to hit the tweets right now, actually, Tom, but I'm just going to go further up because there's one that comes in from Stefan, which which highlights the point that I think I want to discuss. And he goes, I want to just ask the panel uh, if it was anyone else other than Jackson, would there be as much belief to give him another transfer window uh, with the results that the team has had? We need to be real. Uh, time is up. Same formation again. And obviously, I, I've I've spoken there about the formation where I don't think that was the problem yesterday because we created chance after chance after chance and we didn't take them. I don't think that's a formation issue. But I mean, at, as as the results are, I mean, every time you have a manager come in, most would like to see him have a, a summer transfer window to see what he can do. And you know, w- would that be any different if this was, I don't know, if this was Michael Appleton who'd some reason come to Charlton? I think. It's a difficult question to answer for a couple of reasons. The f- the first being it is Johnny Jackson. So so whether we want to consider that being a factor or not, he is the man in charge and he has got a a, a long history with the club and that is going to buy him some time rightly or wrongly. Um so I think we have to kind of respect that maybe um and to that extent I f- I think you know that's one point. I think the another point is uh, kind of what you're saying there, really. I don't think he's had enough time to really mould what he wants to do. Uh, and it's and I, not like he's the first manager who's struggled with this squad as well. You know, Nigel no, did exactly. well at the end of last season. Uh, and, exactly. and he's got a more of a tune out of him than Nigel ever did. Yeah, 100%. And and so I think he deserves time to, to make some changes. I think we've seen improvements um, in spells this season uh, since he's come in. I know we've been on bad runs as well. But I just think it's such a little amount of time to judge a manager. Um, I, I felt it, it feels different to it did because uh, I know Adkins didn't have that long either. But towards the end of Adkins' time, it was just very clear to me that his time was done. You know, there was no whether he'd lost the dressing room or whatever. There was just no coming back from that. With Jacko, it does feel different, and maybe that is because of who he is. But if that's the case, then then so what. Uh, I, I certainly think he deserves the summer. See who he can get in. See what he can do. If by Christmas, you know, we're we're struggling, then then that's a different conversation. But 
yeah, at the moment, I'd very much like to see him stay and think he deserves that chance. Mm, lovely stuff. Well, uh, cheers for your tweet, uh, Stefan. Let's have a look at some of the other messages that have come in uh, as well. Then Simon says, I thought we deserved something from the game uh, as we should have uh, had a, at least two uh, before they scored. Uh, Jake Forster-Kaskill was a major plus for us. He has been quality uh, in the middle of the park that we've been missing. Forward, incisive passing and real quality as well uh, from set pieces. Platy says, uh, is a very uh, telling fact. Yeah, there, there was one point during the second half yesterday I was a bit frustrated that we had two counter-attacks and the midfielders weren't getting into the penalty area. And actually, that wasn't long after Jake come on, but then he did start getting into the area. Uh, which is his uh, his point, but Platy says um, uh, I don't know what uh, if, but it felt like a lack of commitment at times yesterday. Sean Clare's length uh, of the pitch run late in the game uh, had only Connor in the box to target and no one for following for knockdowns. Hopefully Jake Forstakowski will change that, and I, w- I do hope that is the case, Platy, because like I say, after that first couple of minutes spell, and I, he did start getting his area. We saw that header he, he he planted well off target, but he was in there to. Uh, to try and get it uh, in there. Right, Muzza said uh, Jake did more in his 20-minute uh, cameo than the rest of the midfield uh, put together by Dobson. Uh, still waiting for Fraser and Gilby to show up this season. New defence and midfield for next season, or at least, or will be staying a mediocre mid-table team next term. Yeah, we, we were chatting about Fraser, weren't we, Nath? Um, you know, I think I've been quite consistent recently in saying we ain't seen anything from him yet. We ain't seen what I'm expecting from him yet, and I do expect more, you know, he is a good player at this level. We haven't seen it yet. Obviously, it's coming back from COVID. Can't help. Uh, but I am hoping that next season, the Scott Fraser we see is a very uh, a, a very different one to the one we've seen so far this season. Yeah, of course. I think I think he had one assist. But I think, yeah, the Fraser that we all know and the Fraser that was here when, when he played for MK Dons, um, we haven't seen him yet. I know he had a little bit of COVID. Um, and it just seems to me at the moment, I, just, I don't know what... So for me, he was anonymous yesterday. He did. I don't know what his role is at the moment. Whereas, say when Lee, it always in that number ten role. That's where we struggle. We tried Albie there. Lee played there for a bit and started well, and then drifted off. Fraser's come in. Gilby's been tried there. So, I don't really know what we're trying to do at the moment because he's that playmaker. He's not that sort of player to arrive late in a box or you know get your ten, fifteen goals a season. He's not that type of player. But um, it'll be interesting, yeah, how we get that balance next year if it is going to be a a Fraser. Forster, Kasky and Dobbo. Um, obviously, hopefully, Forster, Kasky does get a no, new deal because I think he's a Rolls-Royce of a player. I think anyone at this level will want him in their team. So, And obviously, with the, if we ha- obviously we have brought Fraser in, I can only envisage that's the three that Jacko's going to go with next year. Um, and it's just trying to find... The, the key with Fraser is getting him in those pockets. And he, he's got an eye for a pass and he's technically very good. So, But at the moment, he sometimes he comes too deep. Sometimes he's in the, in the wrong position for me. But yeah, he's still adjusting. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can get get that core three and then build around it. Because I don't think we were talking about transfers yesterday. And I think really, I'm not... Obviously, the defence needs to be sorted out because I don't think we've got many left once everyone goes back. But um, and obviously Corey's doing well. I don't think we're too far away. I just think we've got average players at the moment. And to make a good title charge if that's what you want to call it we're going to need some quite two or three or four really really good players for this division mm, yeah I mean I, I'd hazard that we need a couple more than that as well I think I, I still think we're we're quite far away based on what we've seen this season yeah I mean the season's already over I haven't even you know mentioned what I asked Jacko at the end there we're six was it five six games from the end and it's already over officially I know it's been over for a long time but for it to be mathematically impossible at this stage of the season is you know embarrassing for for a Charlton squad at, at this level and uh, you know Thomas and and and, and the manager will, will be very disappointed with how it's gone this year for for, for sure right Jimmy said that we deserve more uh, both at their goals 
uh, came against a run of play. Another uh, ref overdue an appointment uh, at Specsavers. I'm glad it's a, a nothing game. Otherwise, the goal that wasn't given uh, would have been so much worse. Looked in from my seat, but not seen uh, the replay. What's your guys' verdict? Yeah, well, uh, as I mentioned, I did I did uh, track down a, a sort of different angle of it last night, and it is uh, nowhere near in. But I understand why you thought it was in, Jimmy, because I thought it was as well. Richard said, I felt that Jake made a real difference. Uh, hopefully, he can stay uh, fit when he comes on next season. Rachel says, uh, poor officials in both games over the weekend. Uh, you know, including the women's game, they were beaten at London City Lionesses 2 0 today. Highlights from each game. Uh, probably for the men's game, we'll see him forced to Kasky back uh, for the women's game. Hearing an eight year old girl tell one of the London City Lionesses player to get up, you big baby. <laughs> Just one of those uh, weekends. Yeah, uh, yeah, it has been one of those very disappointing uh, weekends. Right, let's hear some more fan reactions, shall we, from the fans bar uh, feature. Benji very kindly went into the fans bar yesterday. Now, I don't know that. I'm sure that. They had, a, they had a singer in there yesterday, right? Which did hark a little bit back to the, the catching their DJ days, um, which is fine. And I, I wasn't in, I, I, I literally was in there for about 15 seconds while I just waited for my wife to come out. And the singer was a good singer, but it was so loud. And I can imagine there was quite a few people who went in there after the game who just wanted to sit and chat with their friends and family who they haven't seen all week. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'd imagine there's a few people who are like, great singer, not the right time and place for it. So it'd be interesting to see what other people's views were on that. If you wanted to say anything about that between now and Thursday, let us know. But because of that, uh, Benji had to wait until she shut up, basically, for five minutes to go and get some fans bar. But Ben did go and get some fans bar, uh, asked a couple of supporters for their views on yesterday's uh, defeat against Lincoln. Uh, disappointing not to at least get a point out of it. I think I thought we were a better team for I thought we were a better team for large parts of the game. Um, yeah, Stockley should have scored four. Just needs to work on his finishing a little bit. Yeah, Gilby needs shooting. He shouldn't. He shouldn't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, he, should, he shouldn't play. He shouldn't play again for the rest of the season. But it, it just looked like he couldn't be asked today. He didn't want to. Just didn't want to play. Um, which is disappointing because I like Gilbert. I think he's done quite well for us. But yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance. I mean, I feel like Gilby really didn't do us any favours by getting sent off. Like and deservedly got booed off when he walked down the tunnel. Um, missed a lot of chances. Gil- uh, Stockley should have had possibly a hat-trick um, shouldn't have given the keeper an opportunity to save a couple of the chances um, yeah I mean overall a good performance yeah Lee, I, I, yeah I don't don't bother with Lee he can go um, Washington I'd keep for sure Perrington I don't know unless we can find someone better but he's, it depends if we carry on playing this formation if we've got if it because he can play the left back and also the left centre back or left wing back, so maybe uh, Fulcer Kasky's a tough one because he, he came in today and didn't really. Uh, he, he didn't really look very. Well, he did. He got the assist, but he, did, he just he looked off the pace, which you'd expect. We've avoided relegation convincingly now, and yeah, I suppose people have got to like you know prove that they want to be here. These players that are you know at the end of their contract, do they actually want to? still be at the club and yeah we've got to show that in these these last few games so yeah keep Washington definitely Pamwo 
I don't know. I mean, Jackson's got a lot to think about. Not only him, he's backroom staff and, and that. And you know, who else? Who's who's out there that we can get? That's that's the other thing, you know. And, and who's coming up from the youth that we can, yeah. you know, put into the first team? I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's going to be a big job in the summer, and hopefully, Tommy gives him the backing and he gives him the time because what you don't want to happen is get players in Jacko has a mixed start and then he gets sacked and then we're going to end up back where we are by getting who who's out there you know so is Jacko the right man for the job hope so but let's hope he gets given the time There we go. Thanks, uh, everyone, who uh, gave us their views in the fans bar yesterday. Some uh, yeah, disappointment at the uh, the end result. Um, let's uh, have a look at some more messages as well. Oliver Wilson asking what's happened uh, to Akin Famewo. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not involved recently. I, I think, Tom, I guess, I mean, do, do you think he, there's no sign of any injury. I know he had an illness a few weeks ago, but I think it's, I, I just don't think he's being picked now. I just think, you know, he's not going to be our player for next season. Probably... Probably we're just not not that bothered about playing him now. Yeah, I guess it it kind of suggests that that Jacko's made his mind up about about some of these players. Um, and obviously, as I said, up until yesterday, we'd won three or four in a row, um, and we hadn't really rotated the team. So I think the back three, as as they've been playing, have not been that bad. You know, um, so that's probably why. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have thought Adam Matthews would be in our our best back three, if you like, but he's been playing well. Sean Clare, obviously, maybe not his preferred role. Um, and Lavelle, I think, as I, I know you might have a different opinion, but I think he's been more impressive and is starting to grow into the Charlton shirt over the past few weeks as well. So, yeah, Famwo, you know, he's been another of those players, like I spoke about earlier, who's been a bit up and down this season. You know, he's had some some amazing games, probably man of the match type performances at the back, and then he's had games where he's made silly mistakes and goals probably have been his fault so um yeah he's another one that I think we'd have expected a little bit more from but unfortunately that that consistency of performance has been an issue throughout the team and and he's another example of that so yeah you'd imagine by the fact that that Jacko's not playing him that there's no because I know we had that option to buy but I'm guessing that's not something we'll be taking up the the way it looks Mm, yeah certainly right Duncan says today's game highlighted how far off we are from having a promotion winning team uh, next season for example a much heralded front two who we can't do without uh, missed so many chances between them for the second match running Lincoln on the other hand were clinical uh, the worrying thing uh, is that I feel so deflated about how this season has gone and the performances each week that I can't uh, bring myself to get animated about the uh, Stockley should have had a penalty uh, with his shirt being pulled when he had the header uh, which may have gone over the line yeah I did, I did watch that back as well on the same replay uh, and I don't think the player has that much of his shirt from that angle. I could say, I don't know if anyone's had a better angle of it, but, you know, Jaden got a pretty clean header on it. But, you know, may- maybe there's a better angle than what I've seen. But um, uh, Duncan goes on, I ran out of patience with two players today. Gilby let everyone down with his stupid sending off and Lico uh, for the most half-hearted attempt at a tackle, uh, which led to their second goal. I, ha- I have to say to-, to Duncan there, how on earth did you still have any patience with Lico before yesterday? But no, no, I get what you mean, Duncan. Yeah, you know, he's, he's not... Not, 
unfortunately he's not been the player we were hoping for this season. It says uh, the only positives, uh, moments of exciting play uh, from Corey Blackett Taylor. Really pleased to see uh, Jake back, Sean Clare uh, and Dobson uh, were positives and only two more home matches to go. That's too, too many though, isn't it, Duncan? Right, it's Duncan in uh, in Orpington. Thanks for your message. That's a, that's a really good one. Cheers, Duncan. Um, uh, right, our messages in the performances uh, from certain individuals today. This highlights why we're miles off it. Uh, we have players that don't care. Lico should be nowhere near this squad for the rest of the season at fault for the second goal and look like he just couldn't be bothered. Uh, get rid of the deadwood and sign players who actually want to play for this club. The comparison between someone like Corey Blackett-Taylor and Lico is so wide of the mark. I hope that Washington and Stockley have their shooting boots on on Tuesday. Uh, let's uh, roll on uh, Wimbledon. That's from Al. Len uh, says, Hi, all the table shows were about 20 goals short of being in the top six. We also conceded too many, but if we'd spent more time in the opposition half uh, scoring these goals, then we would have spent less time in our own half conceding especially silly goals so I reckon if Sangard hasn't got the money for two 20 plus strikers uh, 20 plus goal strikers uh, then we'll still be in league one at the end of the season I mean the, the problem is now finding them I guess well they're the premium and that's the hardest thing to do in a football game you score goals so and not only that if we go and find someone um, who's on paper we've got you know doesn't mean they're going to guarantee 20 goals but if you go and get another striker then we've got then got four players who are good at this level. I know some it, people. It's, and it's how do you keep a, them happy? Is Stockley a 20-goal-a-season striker? Because he's, mm. he's got 16-17 in all comps this season. And, and last season, he got, what, 10-11 when he came in for the second half of the season. So he, half a season last season got half of that total. Half a season this season, if you only look at league goals, he's on about half of that total, considering he spent, was it four months out injured? I, mm. I, I still have a bit of faith in Jaden, if I'm being honest. I, I, you know, last two games haven't been great from either Jaden or Connor. But I do, I do think especially Jaden's got the ability to you know, get there or thereabouts 20 goals. Yeah, I think so, there or thereabouts. I mean, in terms of next season, I'm happy with the three that we've got. I just think we need someone else, something similar to Connor, I think. Um, someone with a bit more, bit of pace, works a channel, someone like Amavadidi or, you know, or something like that because I just think we lack a bit of direct sort of pace if Connor's not there. Um, someone like what Lico should have been but isn't really. But yeah, basic, like Lico was when he played with Lyle. Something like that, really. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jaden can. He's he's good for this division. I know as long as we don't go too one-dimensional like we were at times with Nigel, um, I think you can can you can have players that work off him. And obviously there has. I know it's been disappointing in the last couple of weeks with Jaden and uh, Connor in terms of the chances that they've squandered. But there's also been games where you know they've linked up very well and we've and they scored a couple and you know it's worked. So. Um, it's just finding that right balance. I mean, we're all looking for that one player, sort of Bradley White Phillips, can't we? Really? Um, mm, but like you say, nice. finding well, yeah, exactly. But finding that person, he doesn't. It's not going to be cheap. And if, let's say we did find John Smith, for example, and then you know oh, he had rubbish. the pedigree of <laughs> he had the pedigree <laughs> of doing that. How are then you going to get going to keep those four strikers happy? So that's why I can't see much changing at the top end of the pitch unless some mm. some miracle happens. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think. Well, I think I know it's disappointing, but I think sometimes we just got to. I think I'm with you, mate. I think Jaden could be up there if he, and especially that he missed quite a lot of the season. Yeah, right. McSquare says, uh, take some woeful finishing again, uh, some sloppy defending again, and add a dash of idiotic fouling. Uh, what you've got is a recipe for disaster. Obviously, being 10 uh, versus 11 for 20 minutes didn't help, uh, but Lincoln were already in front by then, and by the time we did score, it was far too late. Lico's non-challenge uh, for Lincoln's second goal was a disgrace. Uh, I would be happy not to see him in a Charlton shirt ever again. I'm afraid his time is well and truly over. Gilby must be looking over his shoulder after his performance too. The one plus was the return of Jake Forster-Kasky at long last. It was 
clear from the very beginning that he's lost a none of his class. Hope for the future, uh, at least. That's from McSquared. Cheers, McSquared. Good email. Uh, uh, Phil says, hi, guys. Uh, what a difference Jake makes. I don't feel we played that badly. We just don't have the players to play a wing-back effectively. And the majority of the goals we've conceded since JJ took over have come from a ball played over the top into the full-back position and the oppositions are building from that ball. If we played 4-4-2 using Matthews or Gunter and Purrington as full-backs, I feel that entitlement would cut out. Uh, and obviously every team coming to the Valley has not only done their homework on that frailty, uh, but exploited it in most cases. Our other failing is our conversion rate, but probably... Uh, we probably create amongst the highest number of chances in the most games in the division, uh, but we're only converting one or two, which is probably around 10% of those chances. We're never going to get out of this division. We need a striker that's close to 50% conversion rate and more goals from midfield, although that may come now that Jake is back in the reckoning. I can't believe that Gilby was so naive, having already been booked for a similar offence, and his red was straightforward, although, again, the referee punished Charlton players more than he did Lincoln, who committed a number of reckless challenges that went either unnoticed or unpunished. Looking forward to see Jake back uh, uh, on the start hopefully uh, on Tuesday that's from Phil yeah good points uh, Phil and then finally Ken says I just watched the whole game uh, again not sure what Stockley was doing in the second half looked like a, sea, a seagull flapping around to pinch someone's chips uh, much better in the uh, sorry in the first half he said uh, much better in the second half uh, when we used the wingers uh, and not his <laughs> uh, d deserved a, a draw but we were too wasteful Jake though showed a different level of class uh, when he came on that's from Ken cheers for that uh, Ken uh, we, we have got a little bit of time to look ahead well we haven't really but we'll do it anyway to look ahead to Wimbledon Tom uh, you know was it 22 games without a win now I think Wimbledon so uh, we all know exactly what's happening Tuesday almost certainly yeah um, yeah it's uh, we had this against Doncaster really it's just one of those games that you've just got to try and go and, and be very professional and, and if you do that then you'll win the game I think the stuff that I've I've spoken about before about the complacency and the fact we're not really playing for anything could potentially um, cause us a bit of problem. Uh, but I think it will be a little bit like yesterday, really. I think if we don't get all three points, it will probably be down to us making mistakes or us kind of causing the issue as opposed to to them sorting it out. I know they've brought a new man manager in, um, which sometimes can make a little bit of a difference. But so far, obviously hasn't um but yeah it's going to be a it's the sort of game we should be going and, and getting three points but as i say at this stage in the season with with the little that we're playing for then there's always that that chance of complacency so hopefully mm. jacko's got them up and ready and and we can go and do a professional job there yeah mark bowen the man uh, at the helm obviously former Charlton man at afc wimbledon and they uh, lost at last minute up at sheffield wednesday uh, in his first game after after paul robinson uh, was sacked uh, last week. Um, it's a shame for him. He was a nice bloke, but it didn't obviously wasn't working out. Uh, for us, I mean, obviously no Gilby. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm hoping it will just be a straight straight swap for Jake on on Tuesday. That again, again, I'm not sure how many other changes I'd want to make to this side. Even though we are disappointed, there's no one I'd want to swap like Jaden and Connor for. I'm not I'm not I'm not bringing in Burstow or Lico to replace them. So really, in terms of changes, Gilby for Forster Kasky. Anything else you're desperate to see, Nath? Uh, well, I mean, with Jake, it just depends how they're going to manage his minutes, especially, um, you know, we've got a, a, a couple of games, so I don't know if they're going to, hopefully he does, because obviously I love Jake, but I mean, for me, I'd, we're safe now, I'd shove Nigel on there, I really would, I'd just get him, give him a go, if he's training and, you know, he's doing well in training and everything's going well, just give him a go, we ain't got nothing to lose, um, but yeah, if it's not, I'd rather Jake go in there, straight swap, um, then you'll probably have Fraser in the 10 still. Don't see any problem with that. Yeah, apart from that, I wouldn't really 
don't think anyone really had a really poor game apart from Leco when he come on. But um, yeah, I'd, if if it's not Jake, I'd put Niall in there. Just give him a go, see what he's about. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I don't think the only thing I would do is that on the bench though is like if if Jacko knows that some players aren't going to be here next year, I wouldn't put them on the bench. I, you know, I'm not saying put them up with an on empty bench. bench. Well, then, do you know what I mean? Like if, if going up with Nathan know, on the bench. <laughs> This is what I'm doing it for, mate. But no, if if he knows that Fanway's not got going to be there, put Deji on the bench. You know, like put. That's all I'm thinking. Is if you, you if he knows they're not going to be here next year, just experiment a little bit. Like enjoy yourselves. Let them express themselves. Yeah, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if Deji Leroy is still carrying an injury, but he, he might be. I can't remember. I haven't checked the the 23s run in order for a little while, but uh, we'll see. Right, I think we've done. Uh, we've done enough. We've uh, we've looked back at yesterday's. Uh, defeat against Lincoln and ahead to, to Wimbledon as well. So thanks for everyone who's tuned in uh, to this week's Charlton Live. Thanks for everyone who's had your say as well. You're always more than welcome to do that. Make sure you email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or tweet us at Charlton Live if you want to have your say uh, on the Thursday show where we'll be looking back at the game against Wimbledon then ahead uh, to, I think it's Rotherham uh, next weekend who uh, won the, the Pepperoni Trophy today. So they'll be on a high. Um, right, thanks to Nathan and to Tom for joining us uh, on, on the pod this week. I'll drop my microphone right at the end there. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers, I'll see mate. you on Tuesday. Good to speak to you, pair of you. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again on Thursday. I actually had access to a couple of tickets for Wimbledon today. Obviously, you didn't seem interested, Tom. I'm not that fast, and then I, well, I had Nafe's ticket. Give it back to him, and now I've got plans for Tuesday. So, and he got a profit. He got a three pound profit from me. <laughs> yeah, because well, it was twenty two quid. So I transferred him twenty two and took the ticket. Give him the ticket back yesterday, and he transferred me twenty five. Three pound for inconvenience charge. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that? Now? Did you just not realise how much it was? No, I knew I knew it was twenty two because I looked at the ticket. But then, because it's a grand he ain't been before, he was like, "No, it's fine." But I felt bad, so I gave him three pounds. Like, I don't really give it anyway. <laughs> I said I said I was going to buy it back off him again and just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> buy it back right, off me for business. a tenner. <laughs> yeah. Ticket ticket tat in your own ticket to someone else. <laughs> you are oh, an idiot. Oh, no. oh, if no. I do it enough times, I can then just buy my own <laughs> ticket anyway. Well, yeah, do, it, do it for your season ticket, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.